Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit betterhelp.com slash road to rediscovery. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at betterhelp.com slash roadsrediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together, and it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Roads Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through tough times. Now, my special guest is a certified relationship coach and nationally recognized expert in the field of attraction and conscious relationships. He's been supporting single people in the art of attracting healthy, sustainable, and intimate relationships for the past 15 years. He's also the author of three number one best-selling books, with the latest titled Relationship Bootcamp, Hardcore Training for Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Intimacy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's please welcome Roy Biancalana to the show. Hey, Roy, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. It's wonderful to be here. I like that applause. Everybody's excited to see me. <laughs> oh, they sure are. They can't wait for the insights that you have to share, man. Big time. Yeah. So, 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 Roy, uh, let's just dive into it, right? Mm. I want to ask you point blank, just because someone is single, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready to be in a relationship. Is that, is that, is that accurate? 
That is very accurate. Um, and I know that from personal experience. Mm, yes, sir. <laughs> I, I, you know, just very briefly, I was married for 19 years and mm -hmm. went through a divorce and then rebounded into, you know, another relationship immediately and was with her for two and a half years and was engaged. And then she, she broke up with me, which devastated me. And I, I had, I had, I was in so much pain. I, I didn't even know any other way to, at the time to deal with the pain that I was in than to just join a bunch of online dating sites and yeah. try to meet a new woman to help me forget about the last one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in, in, in that situation, um, I was not ready mm. to meet someone new because I was in a sense using another woman to help me forget about someone to just distract me from the pain. And so even though I thought I was emotionally available to these new women and, right. and I was single, I, I wasn't seeing anyone. Right. Right. Um, so I was like available in the most literal sense. Yeah. I was not really ready or available for something. And I created an enormous amount of drama Mm. Uh, in those situations because yeah i was i was sort of giving off signals that i was ready but i wasn't mm -hmm. and i don't even at the time i don't even think i even knew this myself um you know when you're in a lot of pain you you do things to survive yeah which you know, look back on them and say well you know like i tell people all the time um even as a coach, if, if you do the opposite of everything that I've done in my relationship life, mm -hmm. you're going to be just fine yeah. because I've, I've made about every mistake you can possibly make. The mm. first one being going through a divorce and not stopping to do some work on myself, some introspection, yes, to yes. learn some things. I just immediately jumped into something else mm -hmm. and brought all my baggage with that. Mm. And then when she broke up with me, I didn't stop at that time and mm -hmm. do some work on me. I just went out and joined a bunch of dating sites and, you know, um, I was doing the best I knew how to do at the time. So I right. really don't judge myself for that back then. Um, but looking back on it, it's not the way I might advise someone to handle difficult relationships and breakups and so forth. Um, but you know, you do what you do and then life seems to somehow teach you the lessons you need to learn, you know, whether through the pain or, you know, through whatever choices that we make. And, you know, eventually uh, I got to the point where I, I, I really had to do some work on myself, but no, I'm a classic example of being single and supposedly available, but not really ready for something and certainly not ready for something real. Yes. Yes. And to me, it sounds almost as if, you know, you weren't, you weren't emotionally ready. Um, but in the connections that you were making with dating, using the apps or blind dates or what have you, it sounded more like you were running away from something, mm -hmm. i.e. the hurt, the pain of the breakup, rather than running towards something um yeah. can you walk us through just just some of the feelings that 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 kind of came over you or cascaded over you during this tough time i mean yeah. did you feel lack of a 
lack of acceptance, rejection, anger, just sadness, loneliness. Um, if you can just well, walk us through that. Yeah. I mean, for me, there was all of that. A, a okay. Loneliness has always been an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually call myself a bit of a, a recovering relationship addict. In fact, the, the first uh-huh. book I wrote was basically about relationship addiction and it was kind of a memoir, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. So it, when I say that, I don't mean like sex addiction. I mean, right, right. I couldn't be alone, mm-hmm. right? So I went from the ages of 16 to 46 mm-hmm. without ever spending one single day not in a relationship. Okay. Wow. And there was four different women. Yeah. So you know what that means? They overlapped. Okay. So sometimes before the one was over, I was Mm -hmm. already in another one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not proud of that, but I did that kind of thing. Right. So the loneliness drove me a lot. Um, the fear of rejection was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say there was something more than that, I think. And then this is where I think it's very transferable. This is something that I think yeah. that most all of us are doing. Okay? okay. And the way I would describe it is that most of us have some sort of not okay feeling going on on the inside of us. Yes. Call it loneliness. Call it, I feel a void. Mm-hmm. Like I use... I use some phrases in my books. I call them the the four, the four F words. Okay. Like a relationship is going to fill a void or it's going to fix a problem or it's going to help me finish a story. Yeah. Like I'm the abandoned one. I'm the one no one loves or something. Right. Right. Or it's going to help me find an identity. Mm-hmm. You know, that the sense that I don't know who I am if someone doesn't love me. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I get my identity from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are four different ways of describing some sort of not okay feeling. And most of us, if we get really honest, yes, that the, the reason why we want a relationship mm-hmm. is that we believe that the right partner is going to fix that not okay feeling. Yes. Right. So yes. if I find that woman, she's going to, fill that void or fix that problem or finish that story or help me find that identity. Right. right? So we actually believe that we can find another person who will heal us in some ways is as, as, as drastic as that sounds. And I don't mean it that drastically, but that is sort of what's going on. Um, and certainly was for me. And I certainly see that everywhere around me and in my clients, this is, this is not anything really to be ashamed of. It's quite natural. Our our culture sort of teaches this. Mm-hmm. You know, the old Jerry Maguire movie, you, yeah. complete, you complete me, right? Yes. That's the mentality that somehow I'm incomplete. And if I find the right partner, they will complete me. What does that mean? They're, they're going to fix that problem. They're going to fill that void. <sighs> they're going to make me feel whole, alive. Yeah. yeah wanted, you know, I'll feel love finally if somebody will love me and that kind of thing. So it's these reasons that make us get into a relationship. Okay, fine. The problem is I found, and most of us, if we're honest, we have found that it doesn't work very well. Like these people 
don't really fill the void, at least not for long. In the beginning, you know, you meet somebody, you're, you're head over heels, the chemistry, it's like, ah, yeah, yeah. and you think that all of my problems are solved in a way, like, like all the, the loneliness, all the, yeah. the, the insecurities, the, all of it is being washed away. And, mm -hmm. and then you're with them for maybe six months or eight months. And then you find that, no, that, that void is still there. Mm -hmm. um, that problem isn't totally fixed. The, um, the story isn't totally finished. The identity, right? We, we find, this is the phrase I use in my books. We find that life partners turn out to be lousy life sources. Right? Mm. That's mm -hmm. what I have really found that I was doing is that I saw a woman as not just a woman. She represented aliveness, wholeness, healing, fixing. I don't care what kind of word, but yeah. I, I saw my life partners as my life sources. I see. And then, believe it or not, it turns out they were just women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were just human. Um, they weren't built to fix me on the inside. No. Most of them did not want that job. Right. right? And right. so my love life, the, the root cause of drama is sort of expecting another person to sort of meet and fulfill your emotional needs. Most people think that the purpose of a relationship is to find someone who will meet my emotional needs. I'm like, okay, great. Tell me how that works out for you. <laughs> yeah, right. You depend on them because what that's creating is co-dependence. Exactly. Codependence. Right? You're depending yep. on, you're going to meet my emotional needs and right. I'm supposed to meet yours. Right. Okay. Now drama happens when you're not doing your job. You're mm -hmm. not filling the void. You, I texted you, you didn't respond right away. And I feel abandoned. I feel right. dismissed. I feel unloved. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we end up finding out that, that this not okay feeling that we think a partner is going to fix that they're not able to fix it. And then we just get mad at them or frustrated with them because we believe that they're supposed to fix all this. And then when they're just human and they don't, it upsets us. And then what we do is we say, the problem is not the way I'm seeing the whole thing. The problem is, oh, I just haven't found the right person yet. Hmm. I'll go find a new partner and they'll fill the void. Mm. It's just that that person wasn't the right one. Yeah. And yeah. so then you go to another partner and this is why, and you know, this Aubrey, the, the rate of divorce in the second marriage is higher than the first. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep. It's because you still think it's them. Right. And I married the wrong person. Yeah. And so you take yourself and these beliefs and these understandings with you into the new relationship and you get in groundhog day where you, you're going to do the same thing over and over and over again yes. until you recognize that this whole thing, that needing a partner to somehow complete me, that's the problem. Right. Yeah. And that's my job. It's, it's my, it's my job to fill the void or to fix the problem or right. It's I, yeah. You know, it's not, no woman, no partner is going to be capable. Like Michael Singer, my, my favorite spiritual teacher, he, he, he says this by joking. 
if I'm hungry and you eat a sandwich, I don't feel full. Right. <laughs> That's a great way to put it, right? No matter what you do, it, yeah. it, it, you're out there. You're not in here, right? I mean, yes. so yes. I need to deal with that stuff. But every time I think it's my wife's job or my girlfriend's job or a woman's job, to make me feel like a man or to make me feel alive or yeah. happy or whole or wanted or desirable. Right. Man, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be let down and either I'm going to blame them or I'm going to find a new partner. And then it just starts over and over again. You know, so, I was, I was seeing this is the key mm -hmm. to changing the trajectory of your love life. Cause as long as you still see it that way and everybody does, I mean, the person watching this, yeah, you do. <laughs> Don't argue with me. <laughs> right, right, right. But when you when you work on that at the root, then you can have a different trajectory of your love life. Yes, yes. That makes a ton of sense, Roy, a ton of sense. And uh, I was just about to ask you about relationship Groundhog Day syndrome. So so thank you for breaking that down and yeah. explaining that because, uh, yeah, you, you think they're the one and then it doesn't work out. And right. then, you know, you, you right. break up right. and then you go to someone else. Yeah. And, and I heard a few things as you were talking about that, Roy. Um, number one, I know hindsight's always 2020, but number one, um, we tend to seek for that emotional fulfillment outward right? Instead of having an introspective look to see where the void needs to be filled, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and I think, I think that's why. Or to see uh, if the void is real at all. Or if the void's real at all. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, otherwise we don't look there. We don't know that it's there. If it's there, we don't know that it's not there. Uh, if it's not there, it could be somewhere else, but looking for that source outward in um, in, 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 you know, a partner, um, is definitely not, not, not the case for sure. And I'm glad you use the Jerry Maguire, um, uh, analogy and, uh, metaphor because you complete me, right? Uh, it, 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 to me, I've always been of the school of thought where, you know, when a man and a woman, you know, when two people come together, they're bringing their whole selves, right? That's the, the idea. The, yes. So this person, their whole self, that person, their whole self. Oh. And it makes and creates something magical, you know, over time yeah. and, and a lot of work, of course, but not to bring a partial self where right. emotionally you're somewhere else. But, hey, you're physically here and you're single, you know, so. uh right. So, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate you breaking breaking that down for sure. So. um Tell me about the dating apps. You know, um, they've started to really uh, become part of the norm for singles in the past. I don't know, five. Um, oh yeah, five, oh. six, seven, eight years. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how much app value or benefit do you truly believe or feel that they have added um, to the dating landscape? Let's say versus thirty, forty years ago. Yeah. Well. Certainly people have met for centuries without dating apps. Sure. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but certainly people have met on dating apps. I've been married now for 15 years in a real healthy relationship. We did not meet through the online thing, although both of us had been doing online dating mm -hmm. relatively near the time where we did meet. I, I was just off 
for a couple of weeks and I bumped into my wife at a conference, just mm-hmm. sat down next to this good looking chick and started flirting with her. And <laughs> gotcha. 18 months later. Yeah. The thing with the dating apps is I would say that they can sort you can meet people, but they can sort of work against you. So let, let me see if I can give a, a quick analogy here. Okay. Um, it's like, imagine if somebody wanted to, to do well in a triathlon, they right. really wanted to compete and do well in a triathlon. And right. then imagine that I'm a former Ironman champion and now I'm a retired triathlete and mm-hmm. I coach other people on how to be successful. Okay. None yeah. of that's true, by the way. Okay. okay. But just imagine this. So then someone comes to me, Hey, Roy, you've done this. You've been successful. Can you coach me mm-hmm. on how to be successful? I'm like, sure. I'd love to. So we start, we sit down, we start talking and you ask me questions that turn out to be about race day. You, you ask me like, how do I survive in the water in the beginning? Cause it's a frenzy. And yeah, How do you yeah. make the transition from the water to the bike and then from the bike to the marathon? And, and Roy, you're out there all day. So what do I eat? How much do I eat? When right. should I drink water? You know, you're, and you're asking me good questions. They're important questions. Right. But as a former champion triathlete, I'm sitting here saying, you're not asking me the things you should be asking me about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should be asking me, how do I get in shape for this, Roy? <laughs> yes, yes. Because if I have the greatest strategy in the world, but I get to that starting line and I'm 50 pounds overweight, you aren't going to go the distance. I don't care how good your strategy is. Okay? Absolutely, absolutely. So the analogy <laughs> is this. People think about the dating apps and what they're basically saying is, okay, where do I go to meet someone? Which dating site? Or what kind of profile do I write? And how do I get someone to approach me or me to approach them? And what do I say? How do I flirt? You know, and, and so forth. So they're asking race day questions, like how and yes. where do I yes. meet someone? And I say, okay, those are important questions. Fine. But that's not what you should be asking me about. Right. You should be asking me, Roy, am I in shape for what's ahead of me? Am I am I relationally fit enough to go the distance? Yes. Yes. Because if I use the best app and I meet the most quality people, if I come to that first meeting or that Mm -hmm. swiping and I meet up with someone, if I come and I'm not in good relationship shape, right? Well, it ain't going anywhere. I'm going to recreate the same problems I've had. So what I try to tell people is, Let's hold off on talking about where and how to meet someone. And let's ask the more important question. Are your relationship muscles strong enough? Are you, are you ready for something real? Are you ready for this endurance race of a lifetime commitment to someone? Right. And because most of us aren't, most of us need to be in better physical shape. And most of us need to be in better relationship shape. That was certainly mm-hmm. true of me. I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't meet women, but I, I couldn't make it work. I couldn't make it last. Right. 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 So I had to hire a coach at one point and I didn't really know it at the time. And I didn't think of it at the time, but she was sort of getting me in shape, mm-hmm. helping me, mm-hmm. you know, learn 
like there's like in my, my newest book relationship bootcamp, I, I, I use a fitness metaphor and yeah. I say there are seven relationship muscles that we have that they need to be strong. If you want to go the distance, right? Right. right. Now, some of those are uh, like your relationship to your emotions. Most of us, especially as guys, frankly, maybe I'm being sexist here, but most of us guys are not very emotionally intelligent. You know, we, that's true. And I would say even most women, they may be more in touch with their emotions, but they don't necessarily know how to manage their emotions in their life and how to express them in healthy ways to create connection. Yes. And we all are not very good at handling other people's emotions, especially if they're being directed at us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right. Yes. So most of us need to strengthen our emotional intelligence muscle because that's the, that's the contact point with another person. And if you're not really skillful in the emotional realm, right. And you ain't going anywhere in your love life. So that's just one of them. And it's a huge discussion about emotions. Yes. Another one is your relationship to your inner truth, your, your communication muscle, Mm -hmm. right? I ask people all the time, Aubrey, would you rather be in a relationship that's characterized by authenticity and openness and transparency and honesty? Or would you rather be in a relationship that's characterized by playing games, withholds, manipulation, deception, and lies, right? Yeah. Everybody says, oh, I want the authentic thing. Yeah. Until they really begin to wrestle with what does it mean to be authentic with another person? <laughs> that takes a lot of work. <laughs> it, well, it's scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. Because what, what authenticity actually means is I'm going to reveal what's happening in Royville. I'm going to reveal what's happening here with you. And without concern for how you might take it or how you might judge it or how yeah. you might reject it. Yes. I am simply saying, I want to be real with you. Yes. Yes. And that's scary because I don't know how you're going to take it. That's right. If I tell you what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling or how I feel about you or something, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. most of us, because we want to be liked, we, we, we don't want to get rejected. We don't want to be judged. Right. We're sort of over here saying, what should I tell this person that will help me get what I want, which is acceptance? Yes. And what should I leave out that I think if they knew this about me, oh, then they might back off. So I'm not going to tell some woman that I'm a little insecure. I don't want to let on that I'm lonely. I don't want to let on that I've just gone through a divorce. I don't want to let on that I'm grieving something. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to yep. let on that I'm already naming our children because I think you're so beautiful. Because <laughs> right. Oh, he's coming on to right. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna morph into like a chameleon. I'm gonna become or be what I think will be successful for you. But but now you're falling in love with the version I've shown you. Right. But you're not falling in love with me because I've held back the stuff that I think you might not like. Right. You follow me? So I call it redactive dating. Redactive. You know, like in the government, they have a document. 
they're going to yep. release to the public and they yep. black out all the important yes. stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got like you. We date that way. I'm going to show you the yep. good stuff, but I'm not, I don't want you to know this part of me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so then we start the relationship by playing games of some kind. You're off to a saying, rough start already. Yeah. Now I want to make a caveat. This doesn't mean you tell someone on the first date, how much money you make or how oh, much sure, debt sure. you have yeah. on your credit card yeah, or yeah. your medical history or your sexual history. I'm like, relax. Right. I don't mean that. No, no, no. I mean that if you're sitting with someone, let's just, this is something that's actually happened. Let, and let, let's say you're, you're on a first date, you met online, you've connected, right? You've had some really good conversations. Now you're sitting across from this person. And you're having a, they're really attractive. You're, you're just loving it. You're like, oh, I'm already hoping for a second date. This is great. This person's checking all the boxes, but they've had four drinks. And now I'm over here thinking, man, she's not even slurring her, her words. Right. Or he's not slurring his words. Does he, does she have a drinking problem? Because my my ex drank too much and I don't want to have any part of that. Right. And right. I'm thinking maybe this person's got a drinking problem and maybe, maybe I shouldn't say yes to a second date. Maybe I should get out of this because I don't want to get into that again. Okay. That's the reality that's happening in Royville. That's what's going on in my head. Yeah. I have, I'm scared. I'm having mm -hmm. these thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if I should just get up and get out. Okay. Right. right. In that moment, do I want to play games? Or do I want to reveal mm. how many of us would say, well, wow, I'm on this date with you right now. And I'm, I'm crazy about you. I mean, you're fantastic. I'm, I'm already thinking like, oh my God, I hope we can go out again together. And yet I notice that you've had four drinks and I'm scaring myself and I'm telling myself stories that you might have a drinking problem and I want no part of that. And there's a part of me right now that wants to get up and leave. So I just want you to know that that's what's happening over here. I don't know if you have a drinking problem. I, all I know is you had four drinks and I'm scaring myself about this mm, Okay. and I'm withdrawing and I'm, 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 I'm making some drama over here around all of this. Right. How many of us would admit that and, and put that out there? Because we know the person might say, oh, you're a judgmental piece of crap. Or yeah, yeah. what are you, some goody two shoes? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, are you uh, high maintenance? Are you, you, you know, or they, you know, they might say, oh my God, like, thank you for saying that. I appreciate your honesty. Right. I, I drink too much when I'm really nervous because I'm crazy about you too. And I, I just want to make a good impression. And I think I'm more funny when I'm a little, I'm a little hammered. Okay, now that the dynamics changed, right? But without getting into the weeds, the issue is, are we committed to being a person who is going to live out loud, even if we think somebody might think we're insane yeah. or we're neurotic mm -hmm. or, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. what woman on a first date would look at a guy and say, I'm already naming our children over here. That's how into you I am. Mm. But if that's what's happening, if you don't share that, then you're playing a game. Yep. Oh, right. I don't want him to know because that'll give him too much power or he'll think I'm needy. He'll, he'll run for the door and yeah. all these other stories we make up about that stuff. So we're going to play it cool and I'm going to play a little hard to get. And mm -hmm. now you're not being authentic. Yep. That's right.
So you're going to attract a man then that likes an authenticity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you no. got? Okay. So, yeah. you know, we're getting long on time here, but those are the things that I think like another muscle is your relationship to your past. Oh my mm -hmm. God. Aubrey, mm -hmm. most of us have had bumps and bruises from the past. Some we've had major trauma, but all of us have been lied to or cheated on or gaslighted or ghosted. Oh, we've yeah. got bruises that make yeah. us guarded or can make us suspicious. Yes. They can make us have a wall around our heart, right? Walls keep you safe, but they keep you single. Okay? That's right. That's right. So most of us have to do some work on our baggage. Yes. Most of us have trust issues because I don't want to get hurt again. The last three women cheated on me. How am I going to meet a new woman and not think you're going to do the same thing? Yes. Right? right. So the past needs to be something that just, well, it's something that happened rather than the past is something that's happening. Like it's still alive in me and it's going to come between me and you. Right. 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 So, those are just emotions, communication, and your relationship to your past are just three of the seven things that I feel like if you haven't worked on these things, you're going to get to that starting line with whatever app you might want to use, and you're going to meet someone, and all of that stuff is going to ruin it. So wow. forget about the app. Back up, get yourself in shape, then go to the starting line, and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Uh, words to the wise, man. Yeah. Words yeah. to the wise for sure. And 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 those are just three of the seven elements of right. getting into relationship shape, right? Yep. And uh I, I I love it. In fact, as you were explaining that, Roy, I was thinking about here we go, go using movie references again, right? Uh the 80s movie, uh the karate kid. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure how if you've seen it or not, but you oh, know. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole Miyagi. All, all of Cobra Kai. It's all great. I love all. Oh, okay. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Right. I mean, yeah. that, that, that whole franchise, but the whole wax on, wax off, paint strips up, paint down, and he just wanted to learn karate. And well, you got to get in shape for it. Right. And, uh, and, and that, at least that was going through my mind as you were explaining it. So, yeah. uh, man, I really want to, really want to yeah. thank you for sharing that, Roy. Now, um, now, I know, you know, it's not necessarily the end goal that you're working with your clients on while you're working towards that end goal, but getting in relationship shape instead of focusing so much on race day type questions is is is, is your focus, right? Relationship shape first. Um, yeah. Okay, so have you had any clients that have actually come to you and say, well, you know... Um, Yes, I must get in relationship shape, but I'll tell you right now, my end game is not marriage. I do want a partner for life, oh, a sustaining yeah. relationship, but not marriage. Do you, have right. you ever gotten any of that? Oh, 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 all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Maybe I should make that clear. What I do as a coach, it's, it's not about marriage or not marriage. It certainly mm -hmm. has nothing to do with that. It's I work with people who do want to have a partner. Yes. Right? Um, whether you're living together, married, not, they, they want to be in an intimate monogamous relationship. And mm -hmm. my work is about helping them deal with the barriers or the self-sabotaging behaviors yes. and some of these, these muscle problems that keep that from happening. Cause I've seen that when we get in shape, then life has a way of connecting you, whether it's through an app 
or through the regular course of life, the way I met my wife. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like if, if we do our work, then I think, I think life will do its part. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I work with people who are basically saying, I don't think my heart can take another short term broken relationship. Right. Right. So my work is, is we can't ensure that that, that you never get broken up with or divorced or something again. Right. Right. But my work is like, what do you need to do? What changes do you need to make within yourself? So you're better prepared and you're a better partner Mm -hmm. and you can attract a healthier person. See, here's the thing. We never attract a partner who is healthier than we are. We, we can't ever be in a relationship that's healthier than we are. Follow me. The law of attraction means like attracts like. And so the law of attraction can work for you or it can work against you. Yes. Right. Because if you're not in very good shape, you're going to attract someone who is also not in very good shape. And you're going to do what I did my whole life. These relationships that have drama and difficulty and all the stuff that we're all familiar with. But if I get myself in shape, the law of attraction says I'm going to attract someone who is also functioning at a higher level. Okay. Now we're in business. So that's why I I usually criticize the law of attraction because for most of us, it's working against you. People say, I want to use the law of attraction. Like, no, you don't. (laughs) You're going to attract based upon your baggage. You're going to attract someone who communicates like you, someone who handles emotions like you. You're going to be at that level. So let's get you in better shape. And then the law of attraction can work for you. So yeah, that's what I do as a coach is that kind of internal work. And then, it, I catch you. and then once we do some of that, oh, we can have conversations about dating apps and how to write sure. a profile sure, and, sure, or where to go and what to say, you know, it's just like, like the race day thing. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. We should talk about strategy. Right. Once we know that you can do a triathlon and finish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man, I love that breakdown on the laws of attraction. Okay, because um, I, I had sort of a fun question for you, and uh, and and I wanted to see if you can share your insights on breaking this down as it relates to the laws of attraction. Mm-hmm. And and I think you spoke to it or alluded to it um, in your explanation just a few seconds ago. But I want to ask you this. To me, it's an age-old question. Okay, I've always wondered this. To me, it sounds contradictory, but you know. You've heard of phrases like birds of a feather flock together, yeah. you know, um, they're, you know, like birds. Right. Uh, and then you also heard phrases like opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, you can't be of a feather and opposite. Good. Uh, but in relationship to the laws of attraction, I mean, which one applies or yeah. are they even valid? You know, no, both are valid. What I was saying okay. is birds of a feather flock together. So like okay. attracts like, okay. In, in, in energetics, in emotional, psychological functioning, mm-hmm. like attracts like mm-hmm. within that opposites attract. Understood. So, on the personality level, yes, you're going to yes. find that you're attracted to someone who you're more introverted, they're more extroverted. Mm-hmm. You are more of a saver, they're more of a spender. Mm-hmm. You are more of a risk taker, they're more cautious. Yes. Right? yes. You're maybe more athletic and into sports and they're not, you know what I mean? 
So right. in the level of personality, um, I think the universe puts us together and we're, we're interested in our, in the opposite, because most of us are sort of lopsided in our yes. personalities, right? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm that, I'm that impulsive risk taker, aggressive, let's make decisions, you know, type of thing. Yeah. If left to myself, I often get myself in trouble because I don't think things through. Maybe I'm not as thoughtful or cautious as I should be. Well, I happen to have attracted a woman who is the opposite of me in all of those ways. I see. Right. But I, <laughs> yeah. In other words, I need, I need that. I, I, yes. I, it balances me out. So mm -hmm. she needs my make a decision, take a risk. Yes. Take action. And right. I need her. Think about this for a moment. Slow down. Right. Relax. Right. Give it to me, right? Yes. So I think it's opposites attract and it's really healthy, mm -hmm. but it's just on a, on a different level, sort of like on a, on a level of consciousness. When I met my wife, because you have not seen two people who are more opposite than me and my wife. I mean, <laughs> she likes Hallmark. I'm ESPN. I mean, yes, it, yes. it's unbelievable how opposite we are. And yet when we <laughs> met, we were on the same level of our emotional or psychological health, right? We, yes. we had both worked. She worked with a therapist. I'd worked with a coach. Yes. We were kind of on, on the same level there in this, you know what I mean? And yeah. And so like attracts like, but within that, yeah, she's a woman and I'm a man. How much more opposite can you freaking get? <laughs> that's right. Like, yeah. Masculine and feminine are different. Even in gay relationships, you'll see yeah. one person is more masculine and the other one's more yes. feminine. Absolutely. That's the, the basis of chemistry is the oppositeness. Yes. Right? Yes. But in the like attracts, like I'm talking about your level of like conscious living maturity right? In terms of how yes. you communicate and how you function, your values, your, your level of depth, that kind yes. of thing. You, in other words, Eckhart Tolle might find Britney Spears to be really hot. Like I do. I, Britney just drives me nuts. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. But Eckhart's not going to connect with Britney. If, right. As far as I can tell, they are different places of consciousness. Yes. You follow okay. me? Yes, they, I do. They, you know, so Eckhart is with, the, with this woman named Kim Ang, who is his equal in sort of the depth of consciousness area, the, 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 the psychological realm. But I'm sure they're, I know, I've, I've heard him speak. They're very opposite in their personalities. Yes, right? yes. So that's how both of those are true and they're not contradictory, believe it or not. Well, thank you so much, Roy. That was a masterful articulation and clarification between those two, what I originally thought was contradictory phrases yeah. in terms of how people get together and, and, and yeah, opposites attract. I can clearly see now it makes tons of sense how that's the next level. Right. right. Um, yeah. Two people who are like-minded um, at a conscious level, right. um, they get together, but then within that connection, a lower level or a deeper level yeah. of oppositeness, level. right. And personalities, yeah. sports, art, you know, yeah. totally. Coke, Pepsi. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Those sorts of things. Right.
Oh, Roy, man, this is tremendous. I really, really appreciate your breakdown, your insights and your clarification um, and just whole explanation of the um, the Groundhog Syndrome, Groundhog Day Syndrome in relationships, as well as uh, what relationship shape means right. and getting into it and the, uh, the the great work that you do with your clients. How can the listeners follow you, learn more about your great work and even pick up a copy of your book? Yeah. Well, all my books are circling my head there. This is okay. This is my newest one, Relationship Boot Camp. Yes. That's oh, there they are. One, right? Okay. That's yeah. the first one about my addiction and my <laughs> memoir kind of thing. Uh -huh. So they're all on Amazon. You, you can't miss them. But the thing that's really cool, I mean, the, the way to follow up is coachingwithroy.com is Got my, it. I think it's on the screen even. That's my website. Yep. Everything's there. But one of the things you'll find there is because I, I use this terminology of getting in relationship shape. Mm -hmm. I, I, I say it this way. If you went to a gym and you wanted to hire a personal trainer to get in physical shape, the first thing that the trainer would do is put you through a bunch of assessments to find out what they're working with. Right. And then they can put a program together to get mm -hmm. you to where you want to go. Right. Yes. Yes. So I do that on my website. I have something called the relationship fitness self-assessment test. Okay. Right. Okay? So it's a way of determining like, okay, what is my current relationship fitness level? Am I okay. in really good shape or am I really dangerously out of shape? here? <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. So, cause I think you would want to know that. And, and if, if I'm going to be your coach, I want to find out, okay, what, where are you now? No judgment, but just where are you now? Right, right. How do we know that? I can put a program together to get you in shape. Yes. Right? So I'm going to suggest, this is free. Go to my website, coachingwithroy.com. Okay. Click on the test. You can't miss it. It's right there. It's a 30 question true false test. Okay. Take you three, four minutes to take. Okay. You get your results immediately back in the email. They're confidential. I don't see your results. I get notified someone took the test but I don't see the results. You get them only. And it's going to, it's going to give you feedback as to what fitness category you're in. Are you ripped? Are you skinny fat? Are you overweight? Are you unhealthy or are you dangerously out of shape? And I just want to tell the listener, the viewer right now that I wrote the test, but I tried to take my own test from the mentality I had before I hired a coach and I scored in the worst category. Wow. Of course, because my love life was a mess. Yeah, yeah. So I'm here to tell you the test is accurate, but don't be surprised or offended if it tells you that you need to get in better shape. It just means you're human, okay? It just yes. means you just need to do some work on yourself. And, you know, people that are really interested in this conversation are probably interested because their love life is not what they want it to be. Yes, and that's not because you haven't found the right person yet. It's because you're not the right person yet. <laughs> so the <laughs> test should give you some feedback that you're not Jesus or Buddha, right? You're not Eckhart Tolle. You're yeah. human like the rest of us, and you need to get your butt in better shape. And so you get your results. And then if you want to reach out to me and say, Roy, how could you help me? What's your program? What would you do for me? What does it cost? Well, yeah, my contact info is right on the website. And we can talk all about that. All right. Wonderful. Fantastic. So listeners, you heard it right here. Our Road to Rediscovery listeners, coachingwithroy.com. 
Take the relationship fitness test. Answer those questions. Get your results. And then get with Roy to get in relationship shape. Sounds good. Awesome. Roy, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate your insights. Um, I'm sure there are listeners out there who are truly looking for sustaining, sustaining meaningful relationships, yeah. long lasting relationships with life partners. And uh, you're just the one to get them in shape yeah. for that. So thanks again, Roy, yeah. for coming on the show for sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And hey, look, if you have a loved one or a colleague, coworker, friend, or neighbor who just doesn't seem to be themselves, uh, maybe they're going through dark days of despair, falling into bad habits, um, changing behavior, not sure where to turn or who to turn to, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them. Because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there's always, always hope. The Road to Rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Roads Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 